Welcome to Disputes Digest. Today is March 10th, 2021. I'm Chris Campbell. Don't forget to follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn to stay up to date with the news from around the world international dispute resolution. First up this week, we do the news. Some exciting news as we have another ascendee to the New York Convention for the Enforcement of Arbitral Awards, otherwise known as the New York Convention. Announced on March 8th of this year, the nation of Malawi has ascended to the New York Convention. Malawi becomes the 167th country to join the treaty after two other African nations, Ethiopia in 2020 and Sierra Leone earlier this year. This is an exciting development for the international arbitration community, in particular for Africa, which now has 42 signatories on the continent. The only question left, which nation will be next? Then, in a long-standing legal dispute between the German federal government and power utilities, RWE, EON, NBW, and Vattenfall, there is finally a settlement announced on March 5th. The four companies will receive compensation totaling some 2.4 billion euros as part of the nuclear phase-out campaign heralded by the German federal government. This result follows after a 2011 decision by German politicians to phase out nuclear energy. In the aftermath, the corporations plan to comply with the phase-out and will use the funds to innovate new commercial opportunities potentially in the renewable and cleaner energy sectors. Further details are available in the show notes. After that, there is news out of the United States of America as the American Arbitration Association's International Center for Dispute Resolution, ICDR, announces amendments to its arbitration rules that went into effect March 1st, 2021. The amended rules per Article 5 establishes an International Administrative Review Council, which is constituted of at least three current or former ICDR executives with extensive arbitration experience, which will serve as the decision-making authority of the institution for issues related to arbitrator challenges, continued services of arbitrators, issues relating to the number of arbitrators and whether administrative requirements for filing an arbitration have been satisfied, and more. The rules also address topics like joinder, consolidation, third-party funding, impartiality, and independence of arbitrators, including data protection, early disposition of cases, and many other topics. A link to the new rules can be found on the ICDR website. This next story sucks. What I mean to say is that it revolves a URL called .sucks. Okay, let's take a step back. It is an interesting case out of the WIPO, Florida Intellectual Property Organization, Arbitration Center, where Honey Salt Limited has been handed another defeat in a case involving .sucks, the domain. This time, it has been against a French multinational, Sanofi. Honey Salt Limited is behind the registration of several domains consisting of the trademark .sucks. It claims to register and hold domain names for the benefit of the nonprofit organization Everything.Sucks, Inc., which provides an open forum for the public to discuss complaints about anything with which it might find fault. In other words, it's a negative review site. The respondent argued that it was allowed to mirror similar or identical URL addresses under a theory of free speech as provided by the U.S. Constitution and Article 10 of the European Convention for the Protection of Human Rights as a freedom of expression. Panel disagreed, finding that, in fact, respondent was using the domain names in a pattern of abusive registrations in which to abuse and otherwise harass the other parties. We'll link to a full rundown on the story in the show notes. Finally, we end this week in the news with some more good news, this time out of Asia, as a bilateral investment treaty between Singapore and Indonesia has come into force. Among other things, the treaty establishes rules on the treatment of investors and investments 
from both countries and will grant investors additional protections on their investments. Singapore has been Indonesia's top investor since 2014, putting some 9.8 billion USD in 2020 alone. Like other BITs, this agreement will offer certain tax incentives and other benefits to foster growing commerce between the two parties. More information is available in the show notes. Next, we head over to opportunities, and this week it is all about writing as we talk about several opportunities to get your papers published. First up, the European Federation for Investment Law and Arbitration, EFILA, has issued a call for papers for the 2021 iteration of their journal. Topics range from Brexit, climate change, human rights, and EU investment law, international arbitration, the Energy Charter Treaty, recent court decisions, and more. Full listing is available on the organization's website along with invitations for long articles, short form articles, case notes, and book reviews. The deadline for submissions is April 15, 2021. The UNILLLM program in the International Business Law and CDAC, along with the Hospitality and Tourism Law programs at American University, are inviting abstracts on the impact of COVID-19 on disputes and arbitration in the hospitality industry and construction fields. Abstracts are due by March 27, 2021, and the deadline for papers is September 24, 2021. Successful papers will be invited to speak on October 15, 2021. The flyer is available in the show notes. Then, ending this week's call for papers is the Indian Journal of Arbitration Law, IJAL, as it invites submissions to its 2021 iteration. Topics may include international commercial arbitration, investment treaty arbitration, Uncentral Model Law on international arbitration, and more. The full posting is available on the organization's website, and submissions are due on March 31st, 2021. Before we head over to events, we have two job postings to talk about. First, international law firm Clifford Chance is recruiting a legal intern to join its Rome-based office. The ideal candidate should have strong academic credentials and be fluent in English and still be enrolled in a university program. The successful applicant will be working with the firm on a variety of litigation matters, including cross-border transactions. Applicants are encouraged to apply on the firm's website. And finally for this week, multinational firm Lalive is seeking a senior associate to join its litigation and white-collar team based in Zurich. The firm is recruiting several different positions and invites further inquiry on its website. First off, before we get into events for this week, we start by wishing everyone a happy International Women's Month. By the time you hear this, there will already have been a myriad of dynamic and interesting presentations from around the globe in the field. The event follows up on the observance of International Women's Day and is intended to discuss the role of women in the legal profession and international arbitration. The panelists will talk about successful careers and work-life balance, and aside from networking, distinguished speakers will explore the topic from their own perspectives and share valuable insights with the attendees. Then filling out events for this week, we're talking about the Amut Alumni Association. There are a handful of great events forthcoming that you won't want to miss. After all, this East starts next week and Vienna just days after that. Aside from fireside chats with Gabrielle Nader-Bass and Yasmin Athamer, there will be several conferences touching on topics such as joinder of third parties, usage of remote hearings and contemporary practice, how to determine the predominant purpose of a contract under the CISG, and Article 42, i.e. third-party claims under the CISG. Registration is already available and you can sign up on the MAA website. The MAA is a flagship organization in association with the Bismuth and has the single largest gathering of former MOOC participants and friends of the competition. You won't want to miss it. Oh, and I'll be hosting one of the panels too. 
All right, that's it for this week. Remember to follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn to leave a review. And if you can, share with a friend or colleague. Any comments or feedback for the show can be sent to talesofthetribunal at gmail.com. Until next week, this has been Disputes Digest by Tales of the Tribunal.